Have we reached a point in society where no one values historical accomplishments? When the highest honors in sports is having your numbered retired on your jersey? So when is the USC football jersey considered retired? And should programs be concerned if a recruit or a player is told no, especially since NIL is now a huge part of the recruiting process? At USC, there are only seven retired jersey numbers, one for each of their Heisman Trophy winners. Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On USC. Hello again, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Colkin, and thanks for listening to Locked On USC, and thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. We're growing, and we want you to come along for the ride, so thanks for listening. We're free, and we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I mean, no offense to Keyshawn Johnson, because, you know, look, being a Rose Bowl legend and the number one overall draft pick, that has a lot of merit. A lot. But when, you know, when I see someone at the first game of the season this year, and I see someone wearing uh, that number three jersey, I'm going to be asking them, um, whose jersey you're wearing? And I'm going to be wondering what the answer is going to be. Is the answer going to be, hey, yeah, I'm wearing Carson Palmer, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner? Or is the answer going to be Jordan Addison, the 2021 Bolitnikoff winner? You know, it's weird. (laughs) Athletes, much like the fans, you know, who cheer for them, they have their quirks and their superstitions. Among them is wearing a particular jersey number. So this isn't going to be the first time. that Heritage Hall is actually bending our rules for, for a player that's requesting a certain jersey number. If you haven't been, been paying attention, uh, Jordan Addison transferring to USC from Pittsburgh Ward, uh, the number three when he was uh, as a Panther. Jo- uh, Carson Palmer wore number three as a Trojan, and I mentioned Keyshawn Johnson as well. Carson won the Heisman Trophy. At USC, when you won the Heisman, that's when your jersey number gets retired. That's the only time a jersey number gets retired. As I was saying, though, this isn't going to be the first time that a request has been made. Uh, literally 20 years ago, uh, Darnell Bing was the first to make the, make the request, and he chose Mike Garrett, who was USC's first Heisen winner. And Garrett actually, you know, he authorized the use of, the use of his jersey. Uh, at the time... It seemed like it, it was important uh, to Darnell uh, in order to secure his commitment. And so Pete Carroll, and, you know, I guess Darnell Bing and everybody, they, they, they went to Mike and they asked him, can we make this happen? And, and Mike was gracious enough to, to make it happen. He wanted to see USC return to its glory. And if somebody wants to do that wearing his number, more power to him. That's not my decision. That's their decision. And we'll get back to We'll talk about that more a little bit later here. Um, and even though, you know, Darnell Bing's one thing to, it's kind of ironic when we think about it. Um, yeah, he was given authorization, but he actually had to wait a year to put that jersey on. Um, but when he did, uh, he actually represented himself really well um, in the three years that he played for USC. He was a Jim Thorpe Award finalist and he was an All American in 2005 before he went off to the NFL. Um, So here we are literally 20 years later and uh, Carson Palmer um, was asked if his number could be made available for for Jordan Addison. 
And <laughs> look, I've got a little anecdote here. I know that um, Carson signed off on this, but USC, they were going backdoor trying to get in touch with Carson uh, to get his authorization on this. But when they finally did, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that Carson didn't want this to happen. He's a pretty private guy. Um, but when, when Carson was gotten in touch with, he, he basically, you know, he made a, I don't want to say he made him, but you no, know, Jordan swore an oath and he promised to, to humble himself and, and to work as hard and, and to represent the, the Cardinal goal as well as Carson did. So um, everybody's on board with it. Um, so as, as long as the involved parties are happy, I don't think there should be too much of a, a hubbub or to do about this. Um, nevertheless, it's something that, you know, that's being talked about, you know, even though Jordan Addison still has two years of eligibility left to play, uh, which would be great if he stayed for both years. Uh, I think most feel he's, you know, he's only going to be at USC for, for the one season before he enters the NFL draft. Um, should the reigning Bolitnikoff winner be considered for a retired jersey number, you know, based on a one-year rental agreement? I mean, you know, after all, he, you know, he did catch 100 passes for nearly 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns last year. Now, would he have won the Bolitnikoff last year had Drake London stayed healthy for those last four games of the year? Another story for another time. Nevertheless, there there is a... I guess another degree of uh, connectivity there. I don't know how you want to broach it, but it's, it's funny how the circle all comes together. Um, you know, if you listened to uh, the Inside the Trojan Huddle podcast that I do weekly on wersc.com, and, you know, just a reminder, you can find me and my content there weekly on a daily basis. Uh, so when you're not listening to Locked on USC first thing in the morning, Head on over to WeRC and read my stuff. You can read the recruiting expert, Scott Schrader, all of the uh, team content that I don't cover from Eric McKinney, who is also a recruiting guru. Lots of stuff there um, for you guys to check out. But when we did the show, I, you know, I kind of took the, the position of being ambivalent and leaning towards, you know what, sure, why not? If Jordan wants to wear it and if Carson's willing to sign off on it, no big deal. Uh, however, you know, the more I consider the other side of the argument, I'm actually starting to lean back into my old cantankerous, old school, get off my lawn, share ways. Um, no. I, and again, this isn't directed at Jordan or any specific player or person. I want to make this very clear. But you either retire those Heisen winning jersey numbers or you don't. I mean... <laughs> What, what's the point of retiring a jersey number if someone's going to make a, a big deal about it, about needing to wear a certain number? Um, I understand, you know, again, we talked about, you know, the superstitions and there's quirks and feeling comfortable. I get all that. But, you know, is that more important than not holding up those tra- the, the traditions um, that USC holds? And there's so few traditions that are still a part of college football that, that aren't being stripped away as, as we go forward year after year. You know, I'm just wondering um, at, at what point do we just say no? So 
I guess, you know, for me, if you're going to unretire it, that means that there, there's no sort of retired. That's kind of like saying you're, you're just sort of being pregnant. Um, you either are or you aren't. Uh, it's a safe bet that, you know, you're, you're pregnant or you're not. And you know what else is a safe bet? BetOnline.net. And you should, you know, head on over to BetOnline.net because they're your number one source for all your betting and sports information needs. You'll be able to find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Excuse me. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, if you're into that, boxing, and golf. Uh, You can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action that's going on. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I was checking it out real briefly. I wanted to see if they had any college lines up yet, specifically to USC. They don't. Uh, but they do have some uh, early NFL games going on in uh, September. I'm looking at some of these things right now. We're, you know, USC fans. I'm sure most, some of you at least are, are LA Rams fans. They got the line going for their um, matchup with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they got an over-under of 52. So head on over to betonline.net and check it out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Something like throat there. So, okay, at the top of the show, I mentioned the name, uh, the name, image, and likeness factor that's going on with recruiting. <clears throat> and that's because NIL and recruiting, you know, they're connected more than more now than ever before. Um, it's going to be hard to, to separate the two. So in today's world of, you know, shock and awe and, and, and trying to grab attention as quickly as you can, it got me thinking, you know, could you imagine? The reaction, um, if someone said, hey, USC, I want to wear O.J. Simpson's retired number 32 jersey. You know, USC, if they put it out there. It's up. It's out there in the peristyle with the other five jersey numbers, even though there should be a total of six more out there um, next to O.J.'s. And we'll get to that in a second. But um, imagine that. <laughs> that would take a lot of chutzpah, but it would definitely draw attention uh, to another Heisman winner that USC had. I'm not sure USC warrants that type of attention, but the player would definitely have some. I'm just not sure the player warrants that kind of attention. And then, you know, pardon me, um, let's not forget about the, uh, and I'm using finger quotes here. I know you can't see me. We will have video up here soon. We're going audio only right now. But the retired number five jersey that's still available, uh, especially since no one at USC is recognizing USC's seventh Heisman Trophy winner. So um, if USC isn't recognizing that number as a Heisman Trophy winner, it's not really retired, is it? What's stopping them or stopping a player from asking for it? <clears throat> Apparently, there's, there has to be some unwritten rule that, no, you can't wear this number right now because it's still 
off the books. It's not on the roster listing. And there's a player coming in um, who would fit this number perfectly. Uh, and I think everybody knows I'm referring to Wigley Brown. <coughs> and he does have a new number. Um, we'll talk about that in our next segment. <clears throat> but again, it's interesting to me that, you know, USC is not willing to recognize this number, but nobody's wearing it. Just some of the, one of those things that make you go, hmm, wonder why. <clears throat> Look, um, memes like the, I, I don't know if anybody remembers that, the he hate me from, uh, what was it, the USFL? And, USC will never have the names on the backs of their jerseys. That's just not happening. And, well, I hope it's never happening, uh, but you never know nowadays. Um, I think one of the reasons why USC is so willing to relent and unretire a jersey number, a Heisman Trophy number, um, let's just be honest, it's for financial considerations. This is another opportunity for the bookstore um, and USC to just pump up their merchandise sales. And right now with the anticipation picking up uh, all these, you know, all the energy that's surrounding the program with the buzz um, it's understandable why USC would, would get behind this. And I can you know see why Carson Palmer and any other former Heisman trophy winner would want to get, uh, would want to get behind this. I don't know what the financial details are and if they, there's any type of, Royalties that they get for every jersey—excuse uh, me, every jersey that's sold. Uh, if there is, hey, more power to you. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But definitely, I, I think everybody should understand that it, jersey sales are going to increase, which means there's more money into the coffers. And if USC pays us for it and puts us back into uh, any type of athletic fund that can go back to giving money to all the athletes, student athletes at USC, that would be great too. So um, I guess from that side of the, of the coin, there, it is a positive, but I, I'm still of the, of the opinion that once our uh, Jersey numbers retire, it should stay retired. I mean, especially there's only seven of those at USC when you think about that. Um, so Knowing that, you know, there's going to be some financial uh, implications and knowing that uh, number three and number 13, those number three, number 13 jerseys will now be available in the bookstore for the obvious reason. Uh, What other jersey numbers, um, which ones do you think are going to be available? Um, You know, if we want to stay on this jersey number tangent right now, there's some new ones that that we can go over. that have just been recent release. We know about number three and number 13, Caleb Williams uh, wearing number 13. Jordan Addison will be wearing number three. But uh, what if there's number seven is back in the bookstore? Uh, Freshman safety All-American last year, Caleb Bullock, uh, he's dropping the two from his jersey number from 27. He's just going to keep the number seven. Um. Some there's been some great Trojan safeties who've worn that number uh, over the years. Uh, Tim and TJ McDonald, Mark Harrier. Uh, and now, you know, it looks like we're going to be adding Kalen Bullock's name to that list. Um, but, you know, number seven just wasn't 
isn't on the defense side of the ball. Miller Moss, who plays quarterback, uh, he's going to be wearing that number this year as well. Matt Barkley wore it in the past. Matty Trojan. So, um, again, you know, when you're walking around those tailgates in the Coliseum this season, are you going to be wearing Kalen Bullock's number? Are you going to be wearing Miller Moss's number? Are you wearing Barkley's number? The number is not retired. You're allowed to wear it. (laughs) Um, You know, I mentioned there's some new numbers out. A few of those numbers that we can talk about. Let's see here. Um, Since since Caitlin Bullock will be wearing number seven, um, Bryson Shaw, the transfer commit who came over via the portal uh, from Ohio State, he'll be wearing number 27. He plays safety. Uh, let's see here. Who else do we got? Ah, another uh, transfer portal. Solomon Bird will be wearing number 51 this year. Uh, Garrison Madden, number 41, linebacker. Devin Tompkins, number 37. He's going to be rush edge. Ah, transfer portal. Eric Gentry, freshman All-American linebacker, number 18. Okay. Rayleigh Brown will be wearing number 14. Interesting. Um, You know, 14. Hmm. Maybe next year he'll be wearing another number. Mike Bone did talk about uh, at Salute to Troy that they're working on getting their seventh Heisman back. And, you know, they're working on getting Reggie's. They're working on getting it back. So uh, if that happens, will he will really be making the request to trade number 14 in from number five? I guess we'll have to wait to see if it's in the peristyle first. That's the only time you're allowed to ask for it. Once it's retired, um, which is interesting. Again, you know, I'm not sure who is stopping USC from displaying that trophy. Um, but I guess, you know, let's keep our victory finger salutes crossed that it happens sooner rather than later, that Mike Bone and the powers that be can uh, convince whoever needs to be convinced uh, to dust off that Heisman Trophy and display it out there with the other six. And we can get that number five jersey put up there in the peristyle. Because uh, it seems like right now um, the only number that can't be requested and it has to be earned is that number 55 Jersey. Um, but you can still request your own auto parts from rock auto. <clears throat> and with the ever increasing number of makes and models and cars, and let's face it right now, buying a new car or even a used car times are tough financially. So it's, you know, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to, to stock all the parts you need. And why do you need to endure all those pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? You know, is your, is your car an LX or an EX? And then you sit by and you wait while the person behind that counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing, and they typically only choose the one that they have in their warehouse. Well, you have a computer and with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, uh, you can now search for the parts that you need. <clears throat> you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. And by saving money, I'm talking like 30, 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this. Um, the most profitable department at any car dealership is the service department. It's not selling the car. 
it's that service department. So if you can find your own parts, uh, we encourage it and so does Rock Auto. Uh, Rock Auto is a family business serving, doing it yourselves for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliable, reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. <clears throat> Go explore their easy new website today and find the solution to your part, to your auto part needs. <clears throat> Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you over here at Locked On USC. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You know, if I had a voice, I would sing that catchy jingle that they have, Rock Auto. Trust me, I couldn't carry a tune if you strapped it to my back. That's how bad of a singer I am. Uh, Nevertheless, um, it is that time of the year uh, when, you know, recruiting offers and commitments are starting to heat up. And on our last show, we talked about uh, some of the uh, recruit reactions. And we have more recruit reactions from the big recruiting event that took place last weekend. And so if whichever ones I don't go over, because I'm going to go over a few of them here, uh, you can always go uh, check them out over at wrsc.com when you're not making Locked on USC your first listen, uh, first thing in the morning. Hopefully. But when you aren't listening to Locked on USC, wearesc.com, we're going to have all of the content, all of your USC team information, and your most up-to-date recruiting information uh, that you you can have. For instance, um, you know, soon after, you know, we talked about Amos Talalele flipping from, from Cal, the Trojans, you know, they got another commitment since then. And this is this one's from a three-star jumbo athlete uh, slash tight end. His name's Cade Eldridge. Uh, he chose USC over um, Oregon, Utah, and Michigan, among others. Uh, he comes from the state of uh, Washington. It, it was a that was a nice pickup. And I'm going to read one of the, uh, another reaction. And I think that one of the reasons why Cade jumped so quickly might might have something to do with uh, Micah Tease, the uh, the cornerback from Tulsa, Oklahoma. When Scott Schrader caught up with him, um, and this is one of my favorite reactions from the weekend, he told Scott that, to be quite honest, the spots right now at USC are limited. Uh, spots are limited, and they're not just being, USC's not just accepting anyone. Uh, and that was his my biggest takeaway after being on that visit. If I'm being real about going to USC, I need to make my decision now. I can't keep those coaches waiting, end quote. So I'm wondering if that message kind of resonated with Kate Eldridge, knowing that USC's got a couple other more highly valued, highly ranked tight ends on their big board uh, in Deuce Robinson and Walker, Lyon, uh, Walker Lyons. <clears throat> Walker is planning on taking a, uh, a mission, a Mormon mission, so this might not really affect him as much, uh, but Deuce Robinson out of Arizona is a five-star. And, you know, Cade might want to make sure that he has a spot just in case uh, both Deuce and Walker uh, want to reserve their commitments as well soon. 
So again, that's, that was why that, that, that reaction from, from Micah T's caught my attention. You know, if, if Micah knows that USC is being very particular, they're kind of, they're not just throwing offers at anybody. If they're throwing an offer at you, it means it's committable and they want you. <clears throat> you don't, you might not have the luxury of waiting around. Certain players do. Um, not everybody. And I don't know if Kate Eldridge would fit that. Uh, luck, the, 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 being able to sit around and wait around and make the decision and wait. Uh, Deuce Robinson, sure. Um, Micah Tease, maybe, but even he realizes, you know what? Other guys are going to jump in there if I don't. And so I, I appreciate that. Again, so when you combine, you know, those words and, you know, again, that overall the energy and the buzz that's around a program, you, you, you know other recruits are, uh, are thinking the same thing. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Some other uh, reactions from, um, excuse me, uh, from the weekend. Let's see here. A lot of them, so I want to make sure I get the best ones for you here. You know, we know that um, you've got the commitments from Malachi Nelson. You've got the two five-star receivers in Zachary. Zachariah Branch and Makai Lemon. Some fans might have been upset when they saw Brandon Innes make a commitment to Ohio State this week. Really, USC fans, there's no reason to be upset or concerned about this. You've got two guys who are actually rated higher than Brandon Innes. Brandon's a superb talent, and we would love to have him at USC, but you'll be okay. Um, those guys, those three guys were at that weekend, um, and they were doing a lot of recruiting. Uh, one of the guys they're going after hard and, uh, is what some consider the nation's number one linebacker, Anthony Hill. Uh, when he came into the, to his visit, you'll see he was considered a long shot, uh, but that official visit did open his eyes and, um, you know, we're being told that the Trojans are now one of Hill's top two schools, uh, even though, you know, we'll keep it real, that it's unlikely he'll end up at USC. As one person told uh, our Scott Schrader, I think he's headed to an SEC school, probably Texas A&M. Not something that uh, Nick Saban wanted to hear. But, you know, I have another source who told me uh, there's a – USC has a really good chance here. Um they just have to stay after them and make sure that they're they're showing them the right stuff. If you understand where I'm going, um, <laughs> Mateo Unga Alele uh, had a huge, great visit. Uh, if anybody thought that, that Ohio State and Oregon were ahead before his official visit, they were probably right. But now um, USC is firmly in the lead, so we'll see uh, where it goes. We understand that Mateo will be taking his official visit to Oregon this weekend. <laughs> um, Marquise Deal. Um, offensive lineman, defensive lineman. He, he said just the whole vibe. Uh, you really could feel that family vibe, how everybody connects there. It really felt like home. It really feel, felt like a place where I want to feel like I can thrive at. 
again, another long shot, but uh, he'll be back. Uh, but he is planning to announce his commitment, uh, he said, towards the end of the summer. Um, but Deal said he'll be coming back for a trip to USC and it'll probably be against when USC hosts Notre Dame. So hopefully uh, USC is still in the uh, big picture postseason, um, which will uh, definitely uh, <laughs> have Deal considering USC even more than. <clears throat> We talked about Brandon Innes no longer on uh, available since he signed with uh, or committed to Ohio State. But there is another wide receiver USC is looking at. That's four-star uh, Jalen Hale. Um, prior to his visit, the staff really didn't know for sure if he would even take the visit. Um, and they weren't, they weren't even certain where they even stood with, the, with his recruitment. But according to several sources that told you uh, we are a C, uh, his visit went extremely well and was very impactful. And USC is now in position to actually get a commitment from. We'll have more uh, on Jalen Hale as the recruiting season continues. We talked about Walker Lines, um, a lot of interest between both he and USC, but he's uh, he'll be taking um, a mission, or at least he intends to. And he's going to be visiting Stanford this weekend. So Stanford and tight ends seem to be synonymous. So this one isn't a done deal either. We mentioned Bonica Tees. We know what's going on there. <clears throat> Who else? Um, Braxton Myers. He was another guy at the event. He, he was committed. To, he's been committed to USC for a while now, and he hasn't looked back. Uh, like others, he's, he's visited twice unofficially. And he's been um, he's been doing everything he can to aid Mike Riley, excuse, Lincoln Riley, <laughs> and the staff with with recruiting. And he's really focused on those Texas targets like uh, Trey Wilson. I mentioned Marquise Deal. Uh, his teammate, seven on seven teammate, uh, happens to be the number one inside linebacker, Anthony Hill. A couple other guys are um, uh, Roberson and Braylon Shelby on the defensive side of the ball. So, um, you know, if everything plays out as it appears it could, uh, the USC USC cornerback class could be Braxton Myers, uh, Warren Roberson, and Micah Tease. But there's, you know, I'm going to quote Scott Trader. There's a long ways until signing day. And again, um, Francis Maui Goa is the guy they're looking at, number one guy in this offensive line class. Um, it's probably going to come down to a USC versus Alabama battle, but keep an eye on Tennessee that they are going to be the, uh, the wild card in this one for multiple reasons, multiple being, um, NIL mostly and his relationship with, uh, Nico Ayamalava, their, their 2023 class quarterback. Uh, there is another offensive lineman, though, in this class that USC really wants. And they, they had a chance to spend a good 48 hours with him. His name's Lucas Simmons. And he was asked about his experience at the, uh, at the weekend. And this, these were his words. Quote, I trust the coaches now, and that is a requirement for me when it comes to deciding on my school. End quote. They have a great history, a great future, 
and they're installing a great culture. There's a huge opportunity to play early here since they have a lot of seniors leaving. And I know Coach Josh Henson can develop me into uh, who I want to be if I put the work in. Again, um, long ways to go. Uh, however, you know, if, if Lincoln Riley can f- turn that page and flip the script and all of a sudden get a Francis Maligoa and a, and a Lucas Simmons to be a part of his 2023 uh, recruiting class. <laughs> Everybody who, who, who thinks that um, Lincoln Riley can't recruit the trenches, he'll have a major feather in his cap. But again, we, we got to see, uh, we got to see it happen first. And until then, it's, uh, it, it's good to know that USC is at least in the mix. So um, those are just some of the reactions, some more feedback. There's more coming. Um, I, I know that Braylon, Braylon just dropped his top 10 list. USC was in it. That's another good sign. <clears throat> so we'll be back again for a, our next show. Uh, come back on Monday for your next listen to Locked On USC. <clears throat> God, I'm sorry, man. I really have something stuck in my throat. But when you're not making Locked On USC your first listen, get more on the Pac-12 by making Locked On Pac-12 your second listen every day with your host, Spencer McLaughlin, and your local experts on Locked On will take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen, Locked On Pac-12. Thanks again, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show. I will continue to make it better. And until then, fight on, and we'll talk to you soon.